0: Today you are getting a sneak peek behind the scenes of how I use routines and time management hacks to balance our homeschooling, my housework, our relationships, and just all of the things that we have going on as homeschool moms. You know, I'm always talking about different strategies and hacks and all of these things, but I think it'll be really beneficial if you can see how it actually plays out in our days, and then you can apply it to your days. And it's really, I find it so inspirational to get a sneak peek into other homeschooling moms' lives and see, like, what are you doing? How do you do this? What What's your day like? Just to give us an idea of how we can improve or, you know, different creative things we can use in our, home, our own homeschools. So, um, yeah, let's do it. Get a pen and pencil. Get ready. Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness. Even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am going through like a day in the life of, and I'm walking you through how I use... Time management strategies—the ones that I'm always talking about, telling you about how I actually use them in my life. Like, what does a day in our life look like? And I'm sharing this with you so you can get some practical ideas of how you can use these tips, these habit hacks, these strategies in your own life in your own homeschool. And I'm sharing it with you because sometimes it's a—it's amazing to get an idea of how other families are doing it to see, just like get some inspiration. So. Uh, we wake up. I wake up. My husband and I wake up at 5:30. And I do this on purpose, not because I need to, but my husband leaves for work at like six and I wake up to make his sandwich. Now, I don't need to wake up to make his sandwich because I could easily make his sandwich at dinner time or any other time the night before, or he could make his sandwich. He is always offering. But the reason I do this is because it forces me to get up and get going. And then I have that extra time before the kids get up to do a lot of things. I'm gonna walk you through it. But if I wasn't getting up, I would miss out on all of those things. And honestly, I I really need to have that sandwich there motivating me. Like I don't want him to make it for himself. I want to be there to make it for him. And i love to see him off on his day before he goes off to work. So 5.30, we set our alarms, I get up and make his sandwich. Now, After I make this sandwich, I go into the same routine. I do a little bit of housework. And you know, I kind of struggled with this for a while because I always felt that I should give God my first and best, right? Which to me meant, okay, I need to wake up and go straight into prayer or straight into Bible reading. But I started realizing that that's not really my first and best. It might be my first, right? It's my first because it's the first thing I do. But it's not my best because what was happening was that I was falling asleep when I was reading my Bible. And I was falling asleep when I was praying. And that's not really the intentional you know, time I want to have with the Lord. And I found that if I use that first 20 minutes and like get a little bit of housework done, I get moving, my mind wakes up, and then I can give God my best. So I always do like 20 minutes of housework. I have like a rotating schedule of cleaning tasks that I do at this time of day. I do, um, You know, cleaning the bathroom, the downstairs bathroom is one of the things I rotate. The animal's cages is one of the things I rotate. On the days or the weeks that I'm doing an online grocery order, getting the order together is one of the things that I rotate. So I have um, pretty much anything downstairs on that side of the house, I rotate during that time period. And I just do what needs to get done. And I use time boxing. So I use the time management strategy of time boxing when I am doing this. Time boxing is setting a limit on the task, right? So I'm boxing it in. And I feel that it's really important for me to do that. I set a limit to six o'clock And I do that because I can get caught up in the housework. I can get caught up and be like, whoa, I really should do this other thing in the bathroom. Or like, not all the animals' cages are clean yet. Or whatever. But I set a limit. So then I can actually then move into the most important things. So after that, I have time for prayer and Bible study. And one thing that I find really important for this routine that I teach in the course and that I teach my clients is when you're setting up a routine, you want to make sure that you're including supporting tasks. So those are like tasks that aren't like directly related to your, your goal. So like my prayer, my time of prayer and Bible study, the goal is to sit with the Lord, right? And to be with him. But I have some supporting tasks that make it easier for me um, to stay focused. I make a cup of tea. That's a supporting task for me. I do that so I have, I don't know, something warm and cozy so I'm not tempted to go back under the blankets and go back to sleep. And I prepare. I prepare by having my Bible and my journal and all of the things I need where they're supposed to be. So I'm not looking all around the house for them. So I make sure that I leave them where they're supposed to be the day before. And I start with praise and prayer. Um, lately, I'm focusing on um, intercessory prayer. I feel like I pronounced that wrong, but praying for others. <laughs> um, cause I, uh, just something about it. I feel like when I start my day that way, it really sets my mind on things that are important. Instead of focusing on my own issues and feeling stuck in my own issues, when I pray for others, it just changes my whole mindset. Then after my prayer and Bible study, so usually this is like an hour or so, um, the shift, the cue that I have to move on is usually Forrest waking up, my youngest son waking up. So it's like a natural shift in the day. And so he's usually up at seven. He has like this natural alarm clock. And then I'm moving to the next thing, which for me is getting some work done in my ministry, my podcast, all of that stuff. And again, in that routine, I'm going to prepare and I'm going to focus on supporting tasks. So for this routine, that's going to mean that I am getting forced a snack because I know that if I don't get him a snack, he's going to be complaining that he's starving the whole time and he's not going to get up and get a snack for himself. Now, I've tried to fight that battle. And like you are old enough to get your snack, get yourself a snack and like go on and on. But really, a couple of things I learned about this is that his love language is acts of service. And it really is beneficial for our relationship when I start the day doing something kind for him. So I get him that snack. I don't need to fight that battle. <laughs> and then I do um, a couple of other things for him. I make sure that I pray over him and I give him attention. Right? Maybe I will, you know, ask him about his dream or sing a song to him or do something fun and whatever whatever he's into. Um, give him a little bit of attention before I shift into work because I know that that little bit of attention goes a long way. I also set him up, up with something to do. So he has the snack. I give him like some books or some activity books or something to do. And then I set boundaries. And then I tell him, all right, right now mommy's taking 20 minutes to get some work done. And and usually that's, I hope that's all I have to say, but many times I have to say, now listen, I need to get a couple of things done, and if you are not able at this time to be a little bit quiet, not completely quiet, but, you know, be a little bit quiet and not be distracting me with his usual, like, complaining, um... (laughs) He's he's a real big complainer lately, um, but distracting me, trying to get my attention in negative ways. Um, you know, I tell him if he's not able to give me that time, then I will just have to go into the other room. It's not a punishment, but I just I'll have to go in the other room so I can focus. So I give him that that option. And usually he's like, no, 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 I can control myself. I'm eight, right? <laughs> and then I get into my work. Another thing that I do to set up a supporting task or something to prepare is to pray to pray for focus, to pray for the Lord to lead me. And honestly, I think this is an amazing transition into any new part of your day, any new routine, is to take a minute to pray pray because, man, everything's better when the Holy Spirit leads the way, for real. And then, so I use time boxing here too. Like I can't work all morning. Like my kids will definitely need me, will need to eat. We have other things to do. So I set a limit and usually I like to be done by 7. No, I'm sorry. Usually I like to be done by 8. But like like I say, so like it's not all based on the clock. Sometimes there are things that I have going on. Like this morning I had a prayer meeting at 830 So like I did make sure that I went by the clock but sometimes I'll just set a timer like "Eh, we're definitely not being done for eight so I'm going to set a 30 minute timer and get some stuff done. Sometimes I flow into the next thing and work out but lately that is not my priority. My priority is getting some work done because I'm doing a lot of work for the course and revamping some things. So um, sometimes working out just doesn't happen and when it doesn't happen I use habit stacking. So It's just linking a habit that you want to have into a habit that you already have. So for instance, I do squats when I get dressed or I do leg lifts while I'm unloading and loading the dishwasher or I do, you know, a quick round of, I don't know, jumping jacks or whatever as I'm transitioning from one thing to the next. But really that habit stacking helps me to like get some activity, get some like, strengthening exercises in when I don't have a ton of time. And then another thing I do for exercise is just incorporating it into daily life. I remember, so like a couple weeks ago, we had this amazing epic Nerf gun battle in our home our co-op group. Well, actually, it's kind of just like all different homeschoolers, not all co-op anymore. But we have a hiking group that we do on Mondays. And it was one of our friend's birthdays. So he wanted to have a Nerf gun battle. So we did that. But we were outside right in the woods. And um, we didn't want to leave all the bullets around. So we followed the kids around picking up the bullets. But I made sure that I like squatted for every bullet. And let me tell you, my legs were hurting for days. So we, it's easy <laughs> Well, not easy. I won't say it's easy to get exercise into your daily life, but it is definitely doable. All right, so I work out. Maybe I don't. Who knows? But 8 o'clock comes around, and that is my time anchor. So a time anchor is just an anchor in your day that you know, okay, if I shift to the next thing at this part of the day, I know this works for us. So I know that at eight o'clock it's time to make a shift because if I don't, if I keep doing the other things, then we're not gonna get things like breakfast and chores and learning done the way that we want to. So eight o'clock is like my time anchor. So I get up and as I move through the house, I'm always following the rule, full hands in, full hands out. This is something I learned in as a waitress and it has been so beneficial in helping us keep our house tidy. So like I'm walking out of the living room when I'm done work And I'm walking into the kitchen for water. I'm going to take any dishes that were left over from last night or any dishes that were left over from for a snack or anything that belongs in the kitchen out of the living room into the kitchen. And then maybe I'm going upstairs to take a shower. In that instance, like this morning, I took the laundry off the dining room table that needs to go up. So whenever I'm walking from one room to the next, I am doing full hands in, full hands out. I've also heard someone say that you always do one thing to make the room better before you leave. I think that's another idea that could work so eight o'clock you know I'm, I'm moving around I'm doing full hands in full hands out I'm sometimes I shower sometimes I do the dishes sometimes I get ready for breakfast depending on what the day holds today it was a shower yay I get to I get to shower today <laughs> um I would say shower I shower most days but some days you know it doesn't happen um And that's why it's so important to know your priorities for the day too. Like as I plan out my weeks and my days, I know what the priority is for that day. Some days I can skip a shower, like whatever. But um, today I did take a shower. And when I shower, I have it stacked. So my upstairs bathroom chores, I specifically only do when I'm taking a shower. And what I do is I use the strategy of task partitioning is like breaking up the the whole bathroom into smaller individual tasks and then I do one task before I get in the shower. So this is a super easy way for me to spend five minutes like four times a week which me, it really seems like nothing and I get my whole bathroom cleaned by adding on that five minute chore every time I take a shower. So one of my hacks that I really love because if not like my bath, my upstairs bathroom doesn't get clean because like no one goes up there except for the family and. <laughs> Not that I don't like to have a clean shower for my husband, but um, you know it's not as motivating because no one else is seeing it. But we don't like a dirty bathroom, so this works well. So today we had a prayer meeting, which is something we've been doing, I don't know, for I don't know, maybe six months. I don't know. Once a week I get together with a few friends. 8.30 Tuesday they come to my house and we pray. And Most days at 8.30, we're starting breakfast. So today, my kids just got some fruit and cheese and pepperoni. And then when we were praying, they came in and made smoothies, which was super um, distracting. No, No, I'm so happy that they do that, though, right? Instead of asking us for food, that they have independence to come and make the smoothie. But one thing I love about... The way that I do routines and the way that I teach routines is that it's flexible. So yes, most days we eat breakfast at 8.30, but on Tuesdays, you know what? We're not. So we're just shifting breakfast to after prayer. So around 10.30 instead. But because I have that, I built that routine, I just just move that routine from 8.30 to 10.30. So we're still consistent to do the things that we usually do at breakfast, even though Eh, we kind of skipped breakfast and we're kind of having like a breakfast snack a brunch I guess but by just shifting that routine it helps us to still walk out the process of doing the things that we think are important right so around our breakfast routine we're doing our bible study we're working on either cooking or other independent things we are making sure we're eating healthy foods that's important right so all of these things that we like to do at breakfast just because breakfast time isn't at 8:30, doesn't mean we can't still do them so we just shift that routine over. And really, you can do that with any routine, right? So say we have our our schooling routine that I'm gonna get into. Um, usually happens around 11 or so, but if it doesn't happen, like no big deal, shift it to three, who cares? You still know the routine, so it makes it easy for everyone to jump in, know what's expected, and do all of those things that you think are important. All right, so after breakfast, we jump into our chore routine. And this one is always a struggle for me. I think I've mentioned it here many times that when we jump into the chore routine, all of a sudden like angry mom wants to come out and I want to start controlling for some reason. I don't know. So I I pray. I put on music. And I tell the kids the boundaries, the rewards, and the consequences. So for us, it sounds something like this. Like, all right, awesome, it's time to get our cleaning in. We've got 15 minutes on the clock. Let's see if you can stay focused. I like hype them up. And if you are able to stay focused and get your stuff done and put in good effort, you will get allowance for this chore. And if you're not and there's complaining and there is no effort, Then you will lose five minutes at the end of the day and have to go to bed five minutes early. Those are the boundaries that we set in place. I have to do this before we start. Otherwise, I don't know. It's so weird. I go into this thing like trying to control them. Like you're not doing this, and like following them around and nitpicking. But when I set it up in the beginning, then I just let it go. It's their choice now. Either they do it or they don't do it. Really, it doesn't make a huge difference for me. I can get it done in five minutes. But I'm trying to teach them responsibility and it just it really helps me it prevents angry mom from coming out and so this is what I really love about my system for creating routines because I walk through the process and I walk my students through the process of really figuring out what works so I kept seeing over and over again that for some reason this was a trigger for me so as I was implementing the new routines I was writing down what was happening and then and I had to write it down right I feel like you have to write it down Because in the moment, it's hard. You might not remember it to come back to it. So you write it down so you can troubleshoot it after and pray for the Lord to reveal what's going on. Like if there's anything going on in your heart that needs to be revealed or pray for wisdom and how to deal with this, whatever is coming up when you're trying to get the thing done that you want to get done. And it just, it really brings revelation to what's going to work for you and your family. So that's our... (laughs) cleaning so we set 15 minutes we need to time box the cleaning if I do not time box this we end up spending way too long on cleaning it's like our whole day ends up being cleaning somehow I don't really understand it it's like the twilight zone but somehow our time disappears so I time box this I set a timer and I make sure that we only spend 15 minutes I do a lot of full hands in full hands out I go around and I help the kids in their rooms because they all we all have an area that we're responsible for. And I go help them and encourage them because that's that's what makes it work. And I do a lot of habit stacking. Like my main goal of that time is to make sure dishes are done and to make sure laundry is done and then just like tidy up the dining room is my my uh my task zone while Silas's is the living room and is the kitchen. So for laundry, I'm, I have it stacked. I make sure I bring the laundry down and when I do that, I clean the cat box. If I do not clean the cat box, when I go downstairs to do the laundry, it doesn't get done because I don't go back down there and I don't see it and then it gets disgusting. So I make sure that I'm always cleaning the cat box. When I'm putting the laundry in, I do not come back upstairs unless it's done. So timer goes off, then we're done. Yay! Usually after the cleanup we jump into some family learning and right now I'm just I'm really focusing on that. I just did an episode on relationship homeschooling that describes the, the method more. So relationship homeschooling is just really focusing on building your relationships and I'm something that really works for us is learning together So I'm focusing on things that we can do together. Right now, we're taking a break from workbooks and structured curriculum, and we're focusing on fun things that lead to natural learning. Like today, we um, jumped back into tracking my in-law's trip. They went to Europe for like a month, and we've been following where they go. So, you know, we're looking up the different countries, where they're going, and then looking up each place, like today we looked into Naples and we researched the catacombs in Naples, the history of pizza, um, what age you can drive a Vespa in Italy, because that was really important to Forest. And then figuring out some meanings of Italian words that we came across that were like, ooh, I wonder what that means. And um, it was super fun and it led to a lot of like rabbit holes and history and things like that. And so when I do my weekly planning, so this is something that I do every week, something that I teach in the course, something that I teach my clients, I set aside blocks of time at the beginning of the week for learning together because this is a priority for us right now. I... I make boundaries around this. I want to be intentional so I don't schedule appointments or work stuff. And I find that my family really thrives when this is a focus. When I'm focusing on relationship homeschooling, learning together, kids seem to just act, not act out as much. They are just better behaved. I think they feel appreciated and it's just really something that the Lord has called me to do. So when I do that planning at the beginning of the week, I set aside those time blocks that I know will work for us. And then I write down some ideas and goals. I pray about it. I ask the Lord for inspiration. um, And I make sure I have any supplies I might need for a project or an experiment. But other than that, I'm pretty flexible when it comes to it. i like to... You know, I start with the ideas and then I let it be led into what the kids are into. Like somehow today we ended up making paper airplanes and having paper airplane races. And so now that they're into that today, tomorrow I'll bring in like a little lesson on aerodynamics and stuff and, you know, make that a fun learning experience. But the, um, the block of learning together usually starts with a snack. That's how I lure them in. <laughs> and then it usually ends with our neighbor knocking on the door when he gets home from school or my husband getting home from work. Then we have some downtime. Usually my husband gets home so the kids want to play with him or the neighbor comes over so they want to play with him. But sometimes we go to the library or we go on a family bike ride or we work on independent projects. Sometimes I take that time to get some work done and they work on the things that they're working on. Like, um, They both started writing a story. Separately, but they're both doing it in a website called NaNoRemo, which we've used over the last year. Silas particularly likes it to write in because it keeps a word count and he can set goals of how much he wants to get done in the month and different things like that. So it really helps keep him motivated in his writing. And I will link that in the show notes because it's a really cool writing tool for kids. All right, then I pick back up around 4.30 or 5. This is my other time anchor in the day. I know that if I get going at 4.30 or 5 for our evening, that is when the evening's going to go well. So like today, I paused working on the podcast so I could start the dinner routine. So basically my dinner routine, I'm habit stacking or I'm combining the two tasks, the task of cleaning I like to do a cleanup at the end of the day, reset the house, and the dinner routine. And it's always the same. We always follow the same routine, right? This is what, something that I'm always teaching is that you want to follow the same routine so everyone knows what's expected, so you don't forget to do things that are important. And speaking of important things, this is one of the steps that we take when we're going through the Revival Homeschool course and when I'm working with my clients is that We like brain dump. I have them brain dump all of the important things in each area of their lives. And then you map it out to make sure that you can fit together all of the important things into routines that make sense that actually work. So I know that there are some important things that we have to get done at dinner time. And when we get them done, life is better and easier. So after I do like a 20-minute quick clean of the house, maybe a little bit of laundry if there's laundry that's left to be folded, then I start with the dishes. Always start with the dishes because they accumulate throughout the day. That is always where I start. The kids do their chores. We um, work on the dinner tasks together, chopping vegetables and doing whatever. This is a time of day that we are generally all in the kitchen and spending time together, which has been like amazing. I know so many moms are like, uh get out of the kitchen when I'm cooking but I have found that having everybody in the kitchen has been like such a life-giving experience like such an amazing bonding time for our family and then we always do dinner the same we always say grace you know things like that um but just there are important things that we want to make sure we're doing in that routine after dinner, we're usually just hanging out. Sometimes we've been going on after-dinner bike rides, which has been really fun, especially now it's it gets dark earlier. So we, at first we were like, ooh, we don't know if we can still go on the bike rides, but we got bike lights. And so we've been like riding around town as a family at night with our bike lights and it's really fun. Um, sometimes we are watching TV or playing games or reading. So this is a day in the life of and... This is how I use the the time management strategies that I'm always talking about. This is how we use them. This is how we balance. This is how I balance all of the things on my plate, all of the things that God calls me to do. And right now, this is what's working best for our family. But in order to figure it out, I really had to walk through the steps of getting clarity from God and being strategic with my time management. Because when I first started homeschooling, like, it was it felt chaotic. I honestly, I mean, there was a lot of changes, but it, it felt hard. It felt like I couldn't keep up. And when I did keep up in one area, it always seemed like a different area was suffering because I couldn't keep up in that area. And I couldn't figure out how to find that balance. But over the years, God has really transformed it. He has transformed my heart as I seeked him in my homeschooling. And It transformed how I ran my home, what took priority, how I scheduled my days, and I was able to apply what I learned about time management as a coach in ways that actually worked for our family and homeschool. And I know that it's possible for you too. I know that you can live out the vision that God has put on your heart. I know that you can find balance in all the things that the Lord is calling you to do And if you feel like you're ready for this transformation, I really, I do encourage you to apply for the Revival Homeschool course or the coaching. I walk you through the steps of really seeking the Lord. We go through different spiritual disciplines every week and you're held accountable to actually pursue them and set aside that time for the Lord. And um, each week we have that spiritual discipline and then each week we have a different focus. The first module we focus on getting a vision from God, like really seeking Him and figuring out where He is calling you, what you want your homeschool to look like you really dig into what is important for you and your family now and in the future and then the next module you learn all about the time management stuff all the strategies all of the the hacks all of the tools that you're going to use to balance all of the things the third module we're like creating the stuff you're creating the routines that work for you and your family you're creating routines for your cleaning for your homeschooling, for your relationships, for all of the things. You're walking through a step-by-step process for your to-do list. You're walking through a process for each of these areas of your life that helps you get a hold of it all, that helps you get rid of the things that you no longer need that the Lord's not calling you to, and take on and really carry out the things that God is calling you to. And then the following module, you're like implementing it. You're implementing it with support, with someone to walk alongside you and help you to troubleshoot is really transformational. And I keep transformational. I keep using that word a lot because I honestly believe that your home and your homeschool will be transformed. So if you feel that little nudge, if you feel like it's time to make some moves and to make that change, to step into the things that God has put on your heart, then I encourage you to apply for the Revival Homeschool course, six-week course, you walk all those things out, or for the individual coaching. So the the course is perfect for those of you who... Don't feel like you need that accountability. That feel like you can take the information and go with it, and that you you don't need as much help troubleshooting or figuring the pieces out. So in that, in the course, we meet once a week in a group coaching setting. The um, the modules are all pre recorded. You have all the workbooks, and you kind of work on your own except for the the group coaching meetings. Now the Individual coaching is for those of you who are like, I need accountability. I know that I don't follow through and I need someone to troubleshoot with me. I want you to hold my hand and like walk it out with me. That is for you. We meet once a week, a Zoom call. We work all of the things out and you you get it done. I hold you accountable. You get the work done and you see the fruits from that. All right. I've kept you long enough, so I am going to let you go. I just pray, Lord, I pray that you cover these ladies, that you cover them in peace, Lord, that you just give them a vision of the amazing things, Lord, that you have for them in their homeschool, in their marriage, in their relationships, in everything, Lord, that you have such good plans for them, Lord. I pray against any lies of the enemy coming against any woman now that is saying that they're not good enough, that they can't do it, that they should give up any of those lies. I cast them out in the name of Jesus, and I pray for your truth to cover them, Lord, that you give them the peace that they need to keep going, that you give them the encouragement, the inspiration to seek you and to seek your way. Lord, fill up these ladies and bless their week. In Jesus' name, amen.